What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Nathan Marzian Show with Brandon Eckel. Brandon, it has been a while. A lot has happened since we've last done one of these. Um, I've obviously talked to you in person about all this stuff, and we just have not had a time to uh, do a podcast, but here we are, and we are going to give our thoughts on the Bucks. Obviously, big news today with them getting rid of Bud, and then we're going to talk about end of the end of season, go through a little bit of what went down there. We won't get too, too far into it because it's still a little bit painful, but um, <laughs> end of season stuff, Bucks firing Bud. We'll get to NBA playoff thoughts and our playoff predictions the rest of the way, as well as a little bit of NFL stuff. So let's get to it. All right. Bucks obviously lost to the Heat. Um, five games, ugly, not fun, terrible. Everyone disliked it. What were your thoughts um, after game five and, you know, just at the end of the season? Obviously, we know they fired Bud now, but kind of what were your what was your thinking after the season, what you wanted to do and just how you wanted to go forward? And just overall, your kind of thoughts on those last few games. Yeah, I mean, well, as far as the Bud thing goes, we had talked before and, and – I've never been a huge Bud fan, even after we won the championship. I don't know why. I just, well, I just didn't really think he was that great of a coach. Um, now, I also am not going to sit here and blame him for the playoff collapse because uh, for the guys to blow, you know, double-digit leads in back-to-back games, final six minutes of the game, that's not just on coaching. That's players and coaching. Um, but it makes me wonder. They gave up a little bit if they didn't tear. I, I mean, I hate to say they didn't tear, but they just they just not only did they not have it, it just seemed like they didn't have the, the grit that Miami had. Yeah, and the we've talked about, you know, again, I talked to you in person about this. Game four honestly felt worse than game five mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, game four was kind of the, the I don't know, it, it really was the one that, made you go, holy crap, like this actually might be the end, you know, and game five was more just confirmation and game five was more just like when they, when it happened twice in a row, you know, they blow those leads. It happens twice in a row. And I mean, it's just, it becomes a joke at that point. Um, you're like, this is just on, this is just unbelievable. I can't believe that they're doing this twice in a row. And so you couldn't even be that mad at it. You couldn't even be like, like I was, I was upset, obviously that they lost. I was it was frustrating, but I mean, I don't know. You, 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 again, you couldn't even be that mad because you're like, they did not deserve to win. They just clearly were not, uh, you know, this team was not going to win a championship. And um, Giannis struggled. Drew struggled a lot. Uh, Bud obviously did not do a good job. And yeah, they just did not put up enough fight. And it was like, yeah, okay, this team wasn't going to win anything. So you kind of just were like, let's move on. Let's try to make some changes. And like one of the good things that you could take from it is, hey, it was such an embarrassing loss that, okay, you know, it could lead to us actually making changes and us actually doing something rather than just kind of, okay, we're going to run it back next year and we're going to do the same thing and all that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think there's a realistic chance that we could look back on this in a few years and say, hey, this loss was actually like a good thing. And it actually, you know, again, if we get a new coach in here and it really changes things and it really gets us another title, it could end up being something that helped us. So looking at it from that perspective, it could be a positive, but still just such a such a frustrating end of the season. And 
as far as changes to the roster, um, <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on potentially breaking up the uh, the big four or the, the the core four is what we call them, and just you know, obviously a lot of people have takes. A lot of people want to right away. Oh, we got to blow things up. We got to you know change things. What your t- what's your take? Um, I don't think that I would. I'm I've been on the change the you know coaching staff or at least bud you know um and roll with roll with the guys because to me it kind of shows that during the championship run a lot of the guys played so well that the coaching almost didn't matter but now when the guys weren't playing well enough the coaching actually did matter um so it's and i I know you've talked about this before. I, I don't like blaming coaches when we lose and not, you know, not giving them credit when we win. Um, but that's just kind of what it felt like. And it's also weird looking back, thinking back, talking this out because it felt so good throughout the season about this team. Um, and then for them to just downhill spiral and, you know, five games later, your season's done. It's, it's crazy. But um, I do want the guys back. I, I really like the role guys, honestly. It just guys didn't step up. We didn't get stops on defense. Um, changes just weren't made. That's all it was. Yeah, I I definitely want to, you know, I'm not trying to trade any of the main guys. I'm not, I'm not also, I'm, I'm also not going to say that they're untouchable. You know, obviously Giannis mm-hmm. is the only untouchable piece on the team. And I think um, Drew, Chris, and then we don't know if they're going to bring back Brooke, but like if, you know, you're assuming Chris probably accepts his player option and then, you know, people want to trade Drew. Again, am I going to listen to calls for Drew? Yes. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm never trading Drew, but I'm not out here trying to trade him. I think my plan after the season was, okay, keep the core four, get a new coach in here, which they now have, and get one more role guy, you know, make a trade with your role players, Bobby Grayson, to get – uh, impactful playoff guy um, and just someone that you're confident can, you know, make an impact in the playoffs. And then you're, you know, then you're kind of in a, a good position again. Cause I, to me, the main guys, it's not like they have shown that they're falling off. You know, Drew has been b- bad offensively in the playoffs, but that's nothing new. Giannis obviously is good. Chris did not look, you know, he, he didn't look terrible or anything. It was like, he, he got back into form towards the end of the season and was good in the playoff series. Like I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't, I honestly don't have many doubts that he'll look good next year. Mm-hmm. And then Brooke was, you know, as good as he's been as a buck. So it's like, I'm, you know, if it would be different, if you really felt like, man, these guys are losing their, you know, they're losing it. Like they just don't have it anymore. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think a lot of it was coaching. Like I keep thinking to myself, Yes, we could make a bunch of changes to to the roster, and they're gonna need to make some. You know, I think the role players need to be tinkered and stuff like that. But ultimately, I'm like, I do really believe that if we had a a better coach, we'd still be playing right now, and that's how I feel. And it's like you would have been able to close out game four, you would have been able to close out game five. Like they, that stuff would not have happened to me with a better coach. And so that's why I'm like, I don't think you need to just completely overhaul this. Now, again, if you get some crazy offer for Drew or some crazy offer for Chris or whatever, okay, I'm not going to sit here and say that you can't trade those guys. But 
I'm not I'm not out here trying to do whatever I can to get rid of those guys and change things and mm-hmm. you know completely overhaul everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean it. Obviously, though, plenty of blame to go around. I mean, Giannis was not his best in the uh, in the fourth quarter of Game Five <laughs> and missed a bunch of free throws and you know. The whole offense sunk in the fourth quarters of, of those two games, which again a lot of a lot of it does come down to to Bud, but some of it's I mean some of it's missing shots, but some of it's just they didn't run much offense down the stretch. They just seemed to I don't know they got stagnant and it's been a problem for a while. But you know I like I said it could end up being a good thing if if a new coach in here can now uh, get things get things going again and you know maybe rejuvenate this offense and we get a, you know, just a kind of shot of life. You know, we need something. We need to change something because you only have so many years of prime Giannis and it's like, you gotta, you gotta take advantage while you can. You can't be sitting here waiting around and just, Oh, we'll run it back again. And you know, another year goes by. It's like, no, you gotta be, you gotta be trying to, trying to be proactive here and Mm -hmm. making changes like right when you need to make them. And so that's why I was, I was glad that they did this today. I was, you know, we've been waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of surprised because I didn't know if they would. I, I had a feeling that they were just going to give him one more year and say, hey, you know, um, Giannis was hurt and you know he's dealing with personal stuff, which that sucked. You know, I, I feel bad for him, but like, yeah, it would, I just felt like they might give him a pass there and and give him another year. And it's just like, again, when you have Giannis, I don't want to be just handing out second chances. And it's like, no, you gotta, we 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 have to be taking advantage here. So, um, yeah, I mean, the news today. They get rid of him, and um, obviously everyone's thoughts immediately go to, okay, well, who's going to replace him? <laughs> Nick Nurse is the main uh, main name that's being thrown out there, mm-hmm. understandably, because he's the one guy that has experience, has been there before, people know of him, so like naturally everyone's going to kind of gravitate towards his name. What are your, what are your thoughts on, on Nick Nurse? I do like Nick Nurse. Um, I'm a little concerned about how he runs his starters like dogs, but um, maybe that's something we need. Um, I mean, one thing I want to say too is like some of the role guys weren't too bad. Like Pat was pretty consistent all playoffs. Grayson, you know, played his role well. There's a Bobby conversation that needs to be had that people need to hear that you and I have been talking about. Um, but with that being said, I I like him because. I know we kind of talked about it. I feel like the Raptors just weren't very talented. Um, you know, like Pascal Siakam, solid, not a superstar in my opinion. So it's like he did a lot with, um, you know, not the Bucks roster, not the top three that the Bucks have, obviously. Yeah. I like Nick Nurse. You know, I'm not as high on him maybe as some of the people that are – you know, that I'm seeing out there, but mm-hmm. he's definitely my, I think he's still definitely my top guy. I mean, you look at, he's known for, like you said, playing the starters, big minutes, which would be a big adjustment. And you'd have to make sure Giannis is on board with that. And the main guys, cause they're not used to that. They're usually playing 32 minutes, 30 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to play them upwards of like, you know, 37, 38. I do think it would honestly, I think it would, give Giannis like a crazy advantage for winning MVP. Um, (laughs) The numbers he would put up in 36, 37 minutes a game would be like astronomical, but yeah, you have to make sure that that's something that either 
the guys are okay with doing or if they're not that nurse is okay not doing um and the other thing he's known for you know he he makes a ton of in-game adjustments defensively which again that's what we were missing with bud you know that's the main that's the number one complaint with bud is he doesn't change things during the game um he'll adjust game to game but he's not going to adjust in game nurse does and that's a good thing and you know that is definitely something that I think would be again different, but I think that's a good thing. Um, and then, you know, I've read that he has some pretty complicated schemes, and he kind of just, you know, again on a whim, he'll kind of change stuff and he'll throw out some crazy stuff, which again to me is a good thing compared to what they were doing before. I think, I don't know, just having someone that's willing to, you know, go out of the box and just do you know do stuff on the fly i think is a good thing i think that that's again something the bucks have have missed or the bucks have needed is someone willing to do that mm-hmm. i think honestly the biggest thing with him compared to some of the other candidates is again like i said just that he's been there before um i don't know if anyone is really crazy about the idea of hiring like a first year head coach when you're again in the middle of Giannis's prime trying to capitalize right now i'm not really comfortable throwing out a first year person you know that hasn't been there before that's never won anything that's just they've never coached in the nba and so that's why a lot of people are just like let's go with nick nurse you know and i don't know do you think that they already had someone in mind and that's why they did this so early in the offseason is like we don't want to wait and let our guy possibly go to someone else I think that could be part of it. Um, and obviously Nick nurse, not taking a job. Um, not, I don't even know like how many jobs are out there, if any right now, but like him kind of, you know, waiting around also, um, shows that cause he could have been, you know, pursuing a different team. Um, but, um, yeah, otherwise, I mean, I just think it'd be weird to keep him around and then, you know, it's two months in the summer and now the guy's, you know, sitting here as your head coach, you're like, ah, oh, actually, we're going to fire you. So um, I'm glad they did it sooner than later. Um, give him a little time after the playoffs and obviously after his uh, brother passing away. Um, so, yeah. And I also just, you know, I do want to say, like, we don't, we don't need to look at, in any way, we don't need to look at Bud as, like, in any bad light. You know, mm-hmm. Bud was Bud was a good coach. Bud took us from you know, a decent team to a perennial championship contender and a really great team. And we had the best record in the NBA by far in his tenure here. And like, obviously won us a title there, you know, we can say, Hey, you know, the time came where we needed a change, but we still got to be grateful for everything he did. He was, and he's a good dude. Like there's, it's just, there's no reason to have any ill will towards him. Wherever he goes, we'll be rooting for him. And I also just, I don't know, the whole Giannis carried him to a title thing to me is kind of bullshit because, like, he did his part. And, you know, I'm not saying he had a coaching masterclass in the 2021 playoffs. I'm not acting like he was, you know, out there just doing crazy stuff and and his coaching was off the charts. But he did enough to, you know, obviously get us out of some holes. And, you know, we were down 2-0 against the Nets. We were... Um, tied 2-2 with the Hawks, and Giannis got hurt, still got us to the finals, down yeah. 2-0 in the finals, defensively made some really nice adjustments in the finals, and, like, honestly outcoached Monty Williams in the finals. Did Giannis help? Absolutely. Was Giannis the biggest reason we won the title? Absolutely. But, like, 
that doesn't mean Bud did nothing and we won. There's people out there that legitimately think we won in spite of Bud, and that's just not true. So he deserves more, like some credit with that, and he mm-hmm. like he he played his part in winning the title. And so again, we're we got to be grateful for that, and we got to you know show our respect to him for that because um, ultimately, if I had told you when when Bud took over in 2018 that hey, over the next you know five years we're gonna be the number one seed three times, we're gonna have the best record in the league over these five years by like 30 games and we're going to win a championship. I'm pretty sure you'd all take that. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was definitely a successful tenure, but again, it was just, it was time to move on. It's time to get a new voice in here. It's time to get a new, new person here. And I don't, the other thing with hiring, like again, first year compared to kind of, uh, I don't know, someone with more experience. And to me, you don't need to, they don't need some, home run hire here they don't need someone that's this unbelievable coach you just need someone that again i I think they just need to be able to do some of those things that bud struggled with and like to me i like again i think nick nurse is probably the best with that and i think he's probably the safest i think he's probably the one that fits this the best of like Yes, he's a good coach. Is he, you know, is he perfect by any means? No, is he this, is his, if he was such an amazing, amazing, amazing coach, he probably wouldn't be available right now. But <laughs> like, that's okay. It doesn't mean like, I, I just, I don't know. I think we need to just kind of take a safer route and a more, it's it's more like they just need a new voice in here rather than like a complete, you know, again, like a complete overhaul or like a, a total change in the other direction or anything like that. Um, so. Yeah, and that's compared to like again some of these other candidates. I have a list actually. They they came out with a they came out with betting odds for the next head coach. Oh, did they? I have one other name that I potentially like. So I'm, who I, I haven't seen this list. Who is your name? Mister Frank Vogel. Ugh. <laughs> eh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I again it's probably better than some of the other candidates. But I'll give you the I'll give you the rundown of this is these are the odds. He's not even on the list. No, I'll give you the wrong. I'll give you the I'll give you the odds. Okay. okay. Charles Lee, two to one. Nick wow, Nurse. Nick Nurse three to one. Kenny Atkinson, four to one. Adrian Griffin, five to one. Chris Quinn, six to one. Frank Vogel, eight to one. Jay Wright, ten to one. <laughs> Steve Nash, twelve to one. Steven Silas, fourteen to one. Jerry Stackhouse, sixteen to one. Becky Hammond, eighteen to one. Scott Here's- Brooks, twenty to one. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Preston's gotta be happy. Does he know about that? (laughs) No, I haven't. I haven't showed it to him yet. But ultimately, I do think it's gonna come down to either. I'm honestly pretty confident in saying it'll probably be Nick Nurse. I am too. It just it feels like one of those things where so many people are talking about it that that's what it's gonna be. Um, I don't know a ton about Kenny Atkinson, but I know he did a good job with the. But the Nets till he got pushed out. If I had to guess, I don't think Steve Nash would be coaching again. Um, I think he's scarred for life. And um, oh, Steven Silas, he's definitely not getting a head coaching job. I can promise you that. At least this year. Um, I like Vogel. My thing with him is like, you know, he was with the Laker team. That it's always tough to coach LeBron because you're, you know, pretty much a half coach. And 
he did a good job of the Pacer team that wasn't super talented. Um, back in the PG George Hill days, Roy Hibbert. I mean, does that scream talent? No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised Charles Lee is the favorite just because, like we talked, the first-year head coach thing. But Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, like I said, there's only a few guys on here that I'm really like – it's a, it's really about, okay, are you confident in this person coming in and winning a title immediately? Because we're mm -hmm. trying to win titles immediately. This is not a wait three years thing and then they're ready. No, like this is – can you do it right away? Nick Nurse, yes. Like I would be pretty confident that he can do it. I'm not – this isn't – you don't know that they will, but just – that they can do it, yes. Um, Jay Good Wright, no. yeah. Three Jay Wright, Jay Wright, I love, but like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not tiring a guy who's never coached the NBA ever. You know, yeah. Like, there's just no way I'm confident that Jay Wright's going to come here and win a title immediately. I just, no. <laughs> honestly, Vogel is probably up there of like, okay, he's at least again been an NBA coach recently, won a title recently. I'm again I, with most of these guys. I'm not going to act like I know everything they do and their systems and all that because I don't. Um, <laughs> I've read stuff about Nurse, so like I know a little bit about him. But I, I'm you know with most of these guys, it's like I don't really know. I trust that they'll be able to figure it out, and you know whoever they hire is obviously going to get like Giannis's seal of, of approval, and um, yeah, I mean they'll make a decision. Let me ask you this too about um, Charles Lee. Um, and I do not mean this in a negative way at all, but like, do you think that it wouldn't be much of a change and he's not a good hire because he's been under um, coach bud or um, it um, makes me a little hesitant. Anyone in the Budenholzer tree where you're just like, I don't know if you're going to fire him, go away from that. Like, otherwise it's like, why wouldn't you just keep bud? Like, I don't know. Cause bud's not a bad coach. Again, we're like, nobody's saying he's a bad coach. It's just that like to get you over the hump, and win you more titles, he might not be the guy to do it. Yeah. But if you're going to keep someone that has his styles, and I don't know for sure that anyone from his coaching tree, like I, they're not going to be the exact same style, but it's just like, I don't know. Anyone who kind of has that, those philosophies and those styles and those schemes and all that, like I just, I'm almost like, well, Bud was at least safe to like be good for, you know, a regular season and have a chance mm -hmm. in the playoffs. You might as well have just kept Bud at that point. Um, and like I know, so Becky Hammond's from that tree. Um, like you said, obviously Charles Lee is the assistant. Like I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I, that wouldn't that wouldn't excite me a ton. I do like that they're kind of showing like, hey, you know, this guy wanted a championship just a few years ago, and we're ready to move on because you know we don't feel great about it. So I think that's good. And I know a lot of teams do kind of do that nowadays. It's tough for coaches to stick around in an organization that, you know, shows a lot with Spolstra being with the Heat for so long. And um, that was also part of it, you know, getting out coached and outplayed in that series. But, um, yeah, I, I like Nurse, and I'd say Vogel's probably second, and then maybe Atkinson third for me. But like you, I don't really know a ton about these guys. I just know from what I've seen and how their teams have performed. So, yeah. And, uh, I think it's three of the last four championship coaches have been fired. Nurse in 2019, Vogel 2020, Bud 2021, and then last year was Kerr. So <laughs> that's why. But again, I mean, like you said, it's the nature of the game now. It's like it's it's just about 
you know, who can get you over the hump again and who can, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of just how it is. You know, you, you win a title and yes, you're set for like a little bit, but I mean, if you show that you can't sustain it, then it's like, okay, like we're going to try to get someone in here who can. And I'd much, I know that that seems unfair, but I'd much rather have that than just being content. Like the Mavs were content with Carlisle for so long. Yeah. And it's just like, I wouldn't want that. You know, I'd want to, if you're looking back on Giannis's career 10 years from now, I want to be like, okay, if he never won another title, at least we gave it different options. We gave it different chances. We're not just doing the exact same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And it's like, let's throw it. Let's just put different guys out there and, and, or someone different out there and see if they can change it and see what, what happens. Cause it's like, clearly something was off, you know, they'd won one playoff series in the last two years. So it's, it's like okay you know it's it's time to move on uh so all right is that enough buck stuff do we do you have anything else you want to talk about no i felt good to talk about it but uh don't love talking about it too much really quick yeah trade candidate bobby portis and i I, i've talked to you about this yeah so i I obviously want to trade i want to trade bobby portis can you can you tell everyone real quick why because uh you and I agree, but just for anyone in the yeah, and I've I've covered now. this. I tweeted this. I've said this on the Green and Growing podcast I do with Sparky. So I this I mean I have said this quite a bit, but I'll reiterate. Love Bobby. Love his energy. Love his rebounding. I think he's like I just I love him. I love Bobby Portis. I'm not at all anti Bobby Portis, but we're trying to win a championship. His defense is bad. He's not a playoff guy he's not a 16 game guy he's like an 82 game guy he's a regular season guy that you know he can put up double doubles and he can um you know be a a six man of the year candidate but really ultimately is he helping you win a championship not really you know he he hasn't had many good playoff series since coming to the bucks um again he brings you energy and he brings you good vibes but like is he really helping you bring win the championship? Not really. And to me, for a guy that has a lot of value, or at least a decent amount of value, mm-hmm. like you can get stuff for Bobby Portis. Why? Like, there's not a place on this team, in my opinion, for a person who has value, is good in the regular season, but doesn't help you really win a championship. It's like we're only trying to win a championship. You know, yeah. that's our thing. Like, with the way the NBA is now, too, it's like, the playoffs are a totally different beast than the regular season. You can be as good as you want in the regular season. It doesn't really matter. It's about those, you know, it's about those couple months at the end. If you're not going to help us at that time. Okay. And again, when you have trade value too, it's like, you're basically, if we just keep them around, it feels like a waste of value to me. It feels like we're just hanging on to this guy that has value, but like, isn't really helping us. And he's kind of just there. Um, In my opinion, Trade him. A, a guy that I had my eye on is Tyus Jones mm-hmm. of the Grizzlies. Because I think this team could use a, a pure point guard, a ball handler, an offensive initiator. Because Drudis is not that in the playoffs. And, um, you know, his defense is great, but his offense is it's a struggle. He's a little, little hectic. Um, some bad decision-making and all that. So it's just like I... I want a pure point guard. I want someone who I can trust a little bit to run the offense. I just think, and Tyus Jones isn't anything spectacular, but just 
to me, he's more valuable come playoff time for this team than Bobby Portis is. Can we get LaRavia in that deal? Sure. Or Kennard. <laughs> you love Luke Kennard. <laughs> Listen, the guy shoots over 40% from three in the playoffs. Bobby he's... always drops off. Yeah, and Kennard, uh, honestly, I think is a top three shooter in the league, maybe yeah. second. He shot 45% the past four regular seasons. I think he was 50, 53% this year. 50, he was, yeah, he was like – so he was 45, I think, with um, L.A. And then once he got to Memphis, um, he was 43% or uh, 53%. I was going to say, I knew it was over 50. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, this year, 54, 44.7. Clippers year before 45 and then 44 and a half. That dude just drains threes, man. And this year, playoff, he was 50% from three. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, but yeah, to me, it's like, hey, I mean, okay, let's do let's do Bobby and Grayson for Tyus Jones, Luke Kennard. I'm very happy with that. <laughs> it's up, it's <laughs> we just turned Grayson into a better shooter, and we get a guy that's more playoff suited or more suited for the playoffs than Bobby Portis. Mm-hmm. So that'd be, a, that'd be a huge win. But yeah, ultimately it's like, uh, that's my thing is you keep the core four, you, you get rid of your coach, which they did. And you get one more playoff guy in here by trading someone like, you know, a Bobby or Grayson or both or whatever, you get another playoff impact player. And then I think you're in good shape to um, be a championship team again next year. So, yeah. All right. On to other playoff stuff. Who right now is your pick to win the NBA Finals? I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets because they feel like they're meshing well. They're trending the right way. Feels a little bit Milwaukee Bucksy from a few years ago where they have now the you know two-time MVP. People are questioning a little bit. Um, I like Mike Malone as a coach. Their guys are finally healthy. If Jamal Murray can play at the right level, they can get Porter Jr. to keep scoring for them. Um, I just like that team. I like their seven, eight guys. Yeah, I, I think, I do. If I had to bet right now, I honestly, I think I would pick the Nuggets. Um, to me, it honestly will either be Nuggets. I think either Nuggets, Warriors, or Celtics are the three. That I feel like I'm, I'm like, could the Lakers beat the Warriors? Yes, but I don't. I honestly don't see the Lakers beating the Warriors and then the Nuggets and then whoever they have to play in the finals. I just don't see that happening. After beating, it wasn't a much of a series, but after beating also Memphis, you know. Yeah, that just I don't know. They're the Lakers are fine, you know. They're they're pretty good, but I just I don't see them as being that good. That they're just going to roll through all those teams. If they do, okay, I'll be proven wrong. But, um. Obviously, I could see Golden State doing it. They've done it plenty of times. And then the Nuggets are looking really good right now. Phoenix is starting. Their bench just sucks. Yeah, it's bad. They scored like four points the other night. <laughs> I just I I'm not gonna blame them for trading for KD, but it's like No, yeah. How many teams have we seen, you know, want to get all these superstars together and they're like, oh shit, like we have these three guys and we have a bunch of scrubs. It's like, well, yeah, because you traded everybody. Um, you can't play them 48 minutes and expect them to, you know, be 100% all 
40 minutes, whatever. So Warriors just won 127 to 100, by the way. Um, a little smackdown. Yeah. And then, yeah, Boston obviously is good. I Like, again, could Philly beat Boston? Yes. But do I see Philly winning two more series after that? No. Um, even if they did beat Boston. So I just – to me, those are the three that I think I'm pretty confident could win the title. I was thinking about it today, and I was like, man, it it really does feel like the Nuggets season this year is going to be like the Bucks in 2021. Yeah. You know, you've had some playoff failure. Your guy's got two MVPs but no rings. People are kind of down on him this year. Nobody wants to give him credit. Nobody wants to give him another MVP, which is okay. You know, I'm not saying that's wrong because people are just like, he hasn't won it. Why should we give him another one? Same with Giannis in 2021. And so everyone's kind of ready to just like not be done with you, but just kind of be like, okay, you know, this is a regular season guy. He's not doing anything in the playoffs. And it's like for them to for him to have a huge playoff run and win the title and like shut everyone up would be so similar to what Giannis did in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're a likable team, you know. I feel like they got Jokic and now they got their second guy in Jamal Murray, which is like their Chris Middleton. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it just I don't know. It, there's a lot of similarities to me. It just feels like I could totally see that happening. I, it just would feel a lot like the Bucks in 2021 to me, where they kind of finally break through. Jokic finally breaks through really cements himself as like yeah this dude's legit and you know all that and i just feel more confident i guess in like even if the warriors were to pull it off i feel way more confident in them even if they had to play like boston again um i know boston's another team that's been good but just like when they play bad they play really bad and that's kind of the same thing with philly um and i'm not going to sit here and say the bucks weren't the same thing because obviously um, you know, to a certain point they were against the Heat. But um, I just – I feel like the winner is going to come out of the West, um, whether it being either, I would agree, Denver or uh, or Golden State, which is weird because Golden State felt dead in the water halfway through the season. So, Yeah, I was going to say it's funny that we, you know, now are kind of more confident in the West because it felt like all year, okay, it's probably going to be either us or Boston, maybe Philly. But you were kind of like Nuggets, meh, Warriors, meh. Um, that was kind of it. Like it was like, is yeah. anyone? Else? And then the Suns, the Suns emerged once they got KD. But even then, you were kind of like, is their depth good enough? I don't know. There just were question marks, and so it's just interesting how it's changed and how all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Nuggets look good, and you know, Warriors are clicking now and all that. And mm-hmm. so ultimately, I think we're gonna, you know, we we talk about all this, but the legal make sure it's Lakers Celtics in the finals. They might. <laughs> if the Lakers freaking beat the Nuggets on some like if they beat the Warriors and the Nuggets and like there's some you know questionable calls or like I don't know if some weird weird stuff's happening I am gonna be convinced the NBA is rigged would Draymond complain or would he uh praise LeBron if that happened <laughs> oh he'd praise LeBron he'd be on the <laughs> podcast man we just lost to the goat <laughs> it's captain nothing you can do nothing you can do lost to the goat dot 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 oh well <laughs> Um, who would you say has been your biggest surprise team in the playoffs in a in a good way, like a good surprise team? Obviously, the worst was the Bucks. Would um, you say Miami? Yeah, I guess because <sighs> there's been plenty. I mean, I think I think Miami's been a nice surprise. I think the Nuggets, honestly, as they're a one seed, but they still have like looked really good. And 
Um, to be up 2-0 on the Suns, like it's been a little bit of a surprise. And then Knicks were a surprise that they, you know, destroyed the Cavs like the way they did. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd kind of agree with that. I mean, otherwise, kind of a sleeper team. I think the Knicks, because at least me, I didn't think they were just going to run through Cleveland the way they did. Um, and I know, you know, Cleveland's still pretty young. They just got Mitchell this year, but, um, it felt like maybe, you know, they'd take that step and, you know, there's kind of the Knicks hype and, but they, they lived up to it. And, uh, even with a little bit of injuries, um, and then even shout out to the Kings because, I mean, some people are like, oh, they're just going to fall over against Golden State and then, uh, you know, push the series out to seven. So, Yeah, our Kings. Our Kings, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I would still – I my pick would still be in Miami because it's like – obviously it was surprising they beat us. and they It wasn't just that, like, the Bucks sucked. Like, they played really, really well, mm-hmm. the, the Heat did. Their shooting has been off the charts. They've lost players and still just been, you know, they just keep humming. And, you know, they lost Hero and their offense was still great. And then they lost Jimmy in game two of the Knicks series and they still nearly won the game. They were up with like late in the fourth. And it's just like, how are they doing this? You know, they're they're down Jimmy, Hero, Oladipo. They don't have a very good roster to begin with. And it's like their role players are just stepping up. Um Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, like the, they're just playing out of their minds. So Kevin Love, you got to give those guys credit. And just the fact that, I don't know, as of less than a month ago, you're like, okay, you know, this team sucks. <laughs> and now you're like, I'm honestly convinced they could make the finals. Um, it's just crazy the turnaround they've had and just how good they've looked. And credit a lot of it to coaching. Spolstra is a freaking genius. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I know you were telling me the other day um, in the car about some of the stuff he was doing and, and drawn up offensively. Um, and he's another guy where it's like team feels dead in the water. They, you know, a lot of the guys are a little bit aged, um, not the most talented team, but they, he, you know, they rally behind their coach because they know he's going to come prepared. Um, so hopefully, you know, that'll be the same with the Bucks next head coach. I think we got to have a little bit of a culture change. All right, playoff MVP so far. If you just had to pick MVP of the playoffs, as of this moment, not not like who you think will end up being, but just this moment. Yeah, man. I mean, Jokic comes to mind first, but I know some of his stats aren't always high. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Steph because of that wild game seven. Um, he just. He's so consistent for them. You know, he helped them win on the road when Clay was, what, one of 10 from three. Um, and then they go get one tonight. I know they lost game one. Uh, but at the end of the day, he also gets hounded all freaking game. And I think that makes it even more amazing. And I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, be an apologist for him and say, oh, he gets it just because he's, you know, gets guarded the hardest. But uh, I guess he he's the first one that comes to mind next to Jokic. I'm going to say Jimmy. But yeah, it could it it could definitely change after this series because again, some of it you could honestly chalk up to just like the Bucks kind of the the Bucks. It was a lot of coaching where they just like didn't try that hard to really like were they trying to stop him? Yes, but they didn't throw everything at him. They didn't do anything like that. Whereas again, Steph is guarded that way all the time. Um, So after this series, like if Steph keeps it up, wins this series, and then 
you know, if Jimmy's kind of average or they lose this series, then I could easily change. But as of right now, I'd probably say Jimmy, just that first round was insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I got to give him credit for that. Yeah. I can't I, be overlooking that. I guess I'm just, I was the same thing as you kind of said, where it's like, I feel like it was a lot more of the Bucks just didn't know what the hell they were doing against him. And props to him. He made his shots. Like he, yeah. he played amazing. One of the best performances in the playoffs I've seen. So he's right up there with stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think I kind of overlook it just because I was like, oh, we just we didn't have a game plan for him, clearly. Playoff fraud watch. <laughs> and it, it's not Giannis because Giannis played two freaking games and he wasn't even bad. So who's your playoff fraud as of right yeah. now? Or on who's on who's at least on fraud watch? Um like even so if they've been eliminated, it still counts or yeah, I mean if they've been eliminated, it's like Maybe they were confirmed as a fraud. I got to go Donovan Mitchell. I really thought he would step up and carry the the Cleveland team. And he just, he was really bad in like three of those games. Um, didn't shoot the ball well. Even when he does shoot well, he, he still hasn't found the perfect balance. And I love Mitchell. I really do. He does not have the balance of knowing when to heat check versus when to like take over. And anytime he's kind of the lead scorer, he, you know, I think he thinks that he has to have the ball in his hands every play. He has to take every shot, initiate the offense every play. And it's like he's not at that level yet. Um, missed a lot of open shots. So I guess that'd be me. Especially, hey, he went back to New York where he was supposed to go and laid some eggs. So that, that's a good one. That's a good one. I honestly didn't think of that one, but I, I think mine. Look, he swept his first round series, so I'm not acting like that they needed him to be a lot better. But he swept his first round series. It's Embiid, okay? He swept his first round series. <laughs> Didn't put up the great numbers though. They win game one without him, and then he comes back and they get blown out. So I, I'm, I'm just saying he's on watch. He, if they he's lose on the this radar. Series, he's averaging 18 a game right now in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, he's he's on fraud alert. Now, again, I'm not going to act like counting stats the only thing that matters because he didn't need to do a ton in that first round series. And they really like they were, you know, they were throwing doubles at him and stuff. But still, it's like that that's what happens to a great player is you're going to get double team. You're going to like but the the really, really great guys still put up their 25 to 30 a game. And I don't know. I'm Obviously, he's had his playoff struggles before. And mm-hmm. I'm just saying if they if they go on to lose this series and he doesn't, you know, put up some huge performances like. I don't know. It's I'm not saying he's sucks or anything, but I just it'll be one of those things where you're like, okay, I just like I'm never gonna believe in this guy in the playoffs. Like I'm never gonna do it. Especially because in this, you know, it might be a little bit of the MVP syndrome. He gets it, he knows, you know, he was leading candidate. He won and, his title, man. That that's his championship. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's also half of it. Yeah. He they were worried about that and he finally got it. But um I know we joke about it, but I do think there's some truth to it where like i feel like i he literally said in an interview where he was like well winning titles isn't the only thing that matters and but and i'm like <laughs> how can you say that dude like you are uh it's well, just that's not my superstar yeah i'm just like whereas Giannis is the opposite whereas Giannis is like i don't care i'm just trying to win a championship and and yeah. beads out you're like well people people only care about championships but that's not all that matters i'm like how are you saying this it's yeah. like and this was like a month ago. I'm like, it, you're about to go into the playoffs and you're saying this stuff. I, it's just a totally different mentality to me, but yeah. whatever. And um, 
I forgot the other thing I was going to say, but just along the lines of, you know, them cared about the MVP more. Um, and, oh, I guess just, you know, now he's got to live up to it. So, all right, you finally got your MVP you've been you've been asking for. And I think the vote – and he I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't deserve it because he had a great season, and I think finally they rewarded him. But now they're like, all right, you got, you got it, so show us why you won MVP. Um, and I would bet a lot of money that he doesn't ever win another one, which is no shame to him. I mean, winning one is amazing, but I think the voters are going to say, all right, we gave you one, now F off. I didn't, so Clay was eight of eleven from three tonight. I knew he was good. I didn't realize he was eight of eleven from three. <laughs> he um, showed up. Uh, do we think Giannis has a really good chance to win MVP next year? Um, I, I mean, I love your point about him playing under Nick Nurse. Um, even without that, though, I, I honestly feel like he's gonna come out pissed off, mm-hmm. and I think. I do feel like, and I, I said this at the end of this past season, where I was like. It does. It does feel like that the. It almost is like reverse voter fatigue, where people are like, "Okay, we've gone away from this dude a few years," and like, yeah, bring it I back. think most of us can agree he's still, arguably, probably the best player. Yeah, and so we should get him another one as long as he keeps doing this. And it's like if he just goes out and has another season of like thirty, twelve, and five, unless someone else has some insane season, it's like I just feel like. And again, if the Bucks are one of the top seeds, it's like I just. I don't see how I could just see people being like, okay, we got to give another one to Giannis. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I could totally see that. Um, is Jalen Brown a free agent this year? Uh, or is it the following? I think it's next year. Okay. I think. I don't know exactly, though. Because I was going to say maybe, you know, Tatum finally creeps in there if Brown's gone. But um, no, that's a very good point with Giannis because now they're being, you know, what, three years? or like four years ago that he won. Um, Truly yeah. with, with, with Tatum, I, I mean, he's really good. I just, I don't think he's ever going to have the consistency. And it, and it's kind of opposite of Luca who puts up like 32, eight and eight, but his team just are like, okay, well you didn't make the playoffs. So yeah, you're not like, going to get like it. great numbers. And then whereas Tatum, yeah, it's like, you'll look, Oh yeah. He had 11 points last night. Yeah. And Oh, he had eight turnovers. I'm not saying Giannis doesn't have, you know, big turnover games, but um, <clears throat> it just, yeah, it's it's not there, and it's a little bit, I think, to do with he has to create his own shot a lot. Yeah, um, and it, yeah, again, it's not ball. a, it's not a huge knock on him. He's still great. He's still good enough to like win them a championship and whatever. But it's just like, I don't know, to win MVP, to be regarded as like the best player, mm-hmm. you you that stuff has to be so rare. Like the chance of Giannis scoring less than like 15 points in a game is so rare. Um, and like Tatum had seven points last night. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think he was, I think he, was he one of seven from the floor? That I don't know. I know he didn't have a lot because I think he was one of seven. He made one shot and it's like, that just doesn't happen to good, like these great, great, great players. And again, it's not, not his, I'm not saying you're calling them like a fraud or anything. He's good. People don't call him the best player. So I'm not going to, you know, it's not like he's overrated. It's just, there's a reason he's not considered that. And it's because he's has these games. He has these stretches, you know, at the beginning of this year, he was really more consistent with it. And it felt like he had eliminated that. And then he went back to it and he had some bad stretches and he had some bad games. And it was like, okay, he's still, he's still not the top tier guy because, you know, he's still doing this, which is okay. Again, it's not, does it just means that you're not the top tier guy. 
Yeah, he was uh, 0 for 3 from 3 last night. He had four games last playoffs that he scored less than 15 points and um, five where he scored under 20. He had one in every series. He had the 10-point game against us, 41 minutes, 10 points, um, 10 points in 41 minutes against Miami, and then 12 in game one of the finals and 13 in game six, which I'm not going to sit here and hound on the guy for having bad finals games because he also had, you know, multiple very good performances, 27, 23, 26, 28, but it's also like, yeah, yeah, those are drop 50. That's not yeah. great. It was good, not 27, great. 23, 26, 28. Again, for and, and we're comparing him to MVP, the top tier MVP guy. Those are like minimal game. Like those are you're just completely average games. Those aren't your good yeah. games. Yeah. All right. Enough NBA. Um, did I give I said who yeah, my fraud watch. I gave mine when it was NBA. Yeah. Okay. Um, real quick before we go. Yeah. Packers stuff, just briefly, Rodgers trade happened. Finally, um, they get rid of Rodgers. They get uh, – and they traded number 15 in the draft, and they got 13. They got a second rounder this year, and they got a conditional first mm-hmm. next year as long as Rodgers plays like 60% of the snaps. And so your thoughts on the trade first, and then we'll get into just quickly the the draft. I'm good with the trade. I think it worked itself out. Um, I love Rodgers. I've not been a guy that's going to sit here and blame Rodgers for a bunch of stuff. But um, after, you know, three years of the offseason, just same shit. Oh, I don't know if I'll come back, this, that. I was just like, you know what? I'm just done. I want a guy who's locked in and ready. We took the chance moving up to get love, whether people like it or not. So it's like you might as well try it. Um, And – I think, and then overall, I think we had a, I, I like our draft. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know college football guys because I really don't. Um, more of a college basketball guy. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. Yeah, the trade, you know I'm a huge Rodgers guy. I've always been a just mm-hmm. a very big Rodgers defender, supporter. Um, but, yeah, it was time. And I think the whole process being dragged out kind of helped people accept it and just be like, yeah, whatever. You know, even I was just kind of like, I'm ready for this to be over. Um, I'm still going to root for him. I'm still going to be a big Rogers fan, but it's like, I'm fine moving forward with love. Even if, even if we struggle, it's going to be a refreshing season. It's going to be something that's necessary to, to see how good love is and to just go forward with the next, the next era. Yeah. Um, so I had no problem with it. I thought they got a decent return as well that they got basically a second and a first. Um, and, you know, you moved up a couple spots. Yeah. So I was happy with it. I was very happy with it. Um, as far as what they did with those picks, first round, and again, like you said, we're not huge college football guys. We're not huge. We don't know these players that well. I was more just looking at what positions they take. Mm-hmm. Um, they took linebacker first round, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, tight end in the second round, Luke Mus- Musgrave. Then they went receiver, Jaden Reed. They went another tight end. In the third round, Tucker Craft. D-line, fourth round, Colby Wooden out of Auburn. Fifth round, Sean Clifford out of Penn State. <laughs> Interesting. Another wide receiver, round five, Don Tavion Wicks. Then they went D-line, round six. They went kicker, round six. They went corner, round seven. They went running back, round seven. They went safety, round seven. And they went another receiver, Grant Dubose, 
round seven. Um, but yeah, going into it, I was like, okay, we definitely are going to, you know, it's a deep receiver and tight end class, and that's what we really needed. So it was like I didn't have a problem with them not taking – I wanted Smith and Jigba in the first round for sure. Was I disappointed they didn't take him? Was I disappointed they didn't take him? Yes, but ultimately I was like, okay, it's a deep class. I can see them saying, hey, let's take a different position here, a guy we really like, and then we can we have two second-round picks now that we can use on, you know, those other positions. So, yeah, I was glad they got, you know, they ended up with two pretty high tight ends, you know, Musgrave, Kraft. Don't know much about them, but, like, I'm just glad they went tight end there. And then, you know, you got your receivers. You got uh, Jaden Reed. You got Dontavion Wicks. The Reed one, from what I've read about him, I like him. I think he he should be an exciting guy to have out there. Um, can play kind of kind of slot and seems like a, a smaller guy, but fast, which is kind of different from what they usually do. I feel like they usually go with the bigger guys and that's what I was expecting them to do, but they didn't do it this time. So interesting. Um, and I don't mind because you got Dobbs who's pretty good size. I think he's six, two. And then obviously Watson big downfield threat, like six, four, six, five. So um, yeah. I like, I like the guys they got. I think Van Ness maybe was a little bit of a reach, but I've heard a lot of people say they really like his potential. I know he like didn't start or whatever at Iowa because they don't really do that. Um, or I don't know. I don't know how that works. They just said the coach doesn't really start um, underclassmen and then junior year he played a ton. But um, yeah, otherwise I like the picks. Might be uh, Mason Crosby might be out the door, unfortunately. But I know that yeah. leg's gone. Um, yeah. Can we just have him kick anything within 40 yards? I know they should just keep him for 40 and then anyone else. And then the over 40, they just bring in this, whoever, I don't know the guy they drafted, I guess, isn't that good, but I wouldn't um, be opposed to it. I mean, he's, I love yeah, him. He's, he's money from under 40. Like he's yeah. just, yeah. As far as, um, you know, I, going into it, I also was like, okay, I, I definitely, you need to get love some weapons because mm-hmm. this is basically a, feel out year a judgment year and you know a test year for jordan love and you can't have that you can't really give a great analysis of him unless you have at least some competent weapons you know yeah if you're throwing him out there with basically two guys that can catch passes and nobody else no tight ends it's like okay how can you really judge him um so i was glad they got some weapons you know again it didn't they didn't get a guy in the first round like I wanted, but I also kind of expected that given that they are the Packers and they don't do that. Hmm. So still, I mean, their next three picks were on two tight ends and a receiver. And then, yeah, the, the Sean Clifford thing doesn't make any sense. I don't I don't get it. I didn't that get dude, it either. I'm not even going to say anything else. That dude, that dude, I feel like you could have gotten him undrafted. And even if someone else was going to take him, it's like, okay, then that's their problem. Like, he's not going to be a starter. I don't think anyone, you know, nobody, nobody ever expects him to start in the NFL. And so it's like, if you're just drafting a backup guy in case Jordan love goes down, well then just sign someone who's undrafted. Yeah. Or go, there's gotta be one or two vets that are available or going to be available. Yeah. It's just like, I don't understand taking a, I just, round. I just don't get it. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, I'd rather take Max Dugan six, seven. Had a, we had him high on our board, and it's like I don't care. Like <laughs> we had the the consensus board I saw had him like outside of the top four hundred. 
and oh, he was 140. Like we drafted him 149. That's God, just that's not bad. That's bad. Yeah, I, I don't get it. But all right. Well, that does it for this episode. Plenty to talk about, but you know, um, long off season ahead of us. We're gonna kind of hit the dead period here. Mm-hmm. Go Sad. Cubs, though. Go Cubs. Go Brewers. Get the streak going again. Uh, We've been Cubs have been struggling lately. I know the Brewers blew their lead today. They were up four nothing and ended up losing. So tough. That's tough. Just. It's baseball, man. (laughs) Long season. Long season. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're going to hit that dead period. So I don't know how often we'll be doing these, but I'm sure, you know, again, once it was good to get one of these Mm -hmm. going again now that, you know, the puck season ended, get our recap thoughts on that. We got playoff stuff. We could do one of these maybe after the finals, give our our finals thoughts. Um, And then, you know, after that, we kind of got to wait till, uh, kind of September-ish is when NFL starts, and then a month after that, NBA, and then we're back into the thick of it. Yeah. Marquette's going to have their Final Four team, so. Mm-hmm. No Olmax this year. Don't care. Top five. <laughs> They're going to be ranked high, dude. I'm just – I hope oh, you they, know that. Oh, they will be. I know. Hey, you're ready. That's what you do with Storm's it. Storm's coming. We're coming to Madison this year, too. Yeah. We'll, Madison we'll takeover. Usually the team that um, loses is – is uh, the better team for that season revenge tour we're going <laughs> on a revenge tour so. tyler kolik six turnovers <laughs> <laughs> we don't bring up that game we don't bring up the, the kolik michigan state game anyways <laughs> thank you all for tuning in and uh we will see you guys next time peace out